Hi, I'm Josh. Hi, I'm Mikey. This is a podcast about racing. Sometimes we talk about racing. And sometimes we don't. This is the crossover. I'm, I, I can't complain because I'm not the one that has I know, I know. It'll be, it'll be a nightmare. Welcome to the be, crossover. It's going to be a fucking nightmare. I Today's show brought to you by Jim's Outlaws and uh, Rule One Shot brought to you by uh, Moondrops Distillery. Yeah. Tasting speaking, room now open. I was gonna say. Speaking of, I yeah. heard that tasting room is open, it and I heard, is. I heard that a, a very uh, uh, interesting individual is running the uh, the oh, tours. Oh yeah, I don't want to talk about that yet. Okay, where I, I got you? I don't know. I don't know who it hey, is, but what did, why did you ask me about the lights in my garage? Oh, oh, so um, so I got a train table, but we, 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 we'll we'll kind of talk about that oh, here later. That's I, right. That's more for an after dark episode. Oh. We're gonna talk about that. I thought that's later. what this was. No, this is this is the Ooh, the shit. main episode. You're, you're gonna be upset then because I. Uh, what? I'm having fun. Okay, good. That's what I don't care. Yeah, all right. Okay, we're having a good time we're here. Having a good time, dude. You ever so, seen the comedian named Dusty Slay? No. Okay, then I'm not gonna get into the. You need to watch him. Okay. And from this point forward, whenever you watch, when you get a chance to watch him, from that point forward, anytime you say or hear someone say. We're having a good time. You're going to think of Dusty Slay. Okay, we're. I'll check awesome. it out. I'll check it out. So, um, so today's show is going to be a little different. Uh, it's going to be a lot different. It's going to be yeah. What you're used to is normally us just calling people uh, randomly on the spot, you know, and then doing an interview that's like 20, 30 minutes long. Well, today we're doing short 10 minute interviews, and I know I can hear myself <laughs> right now. Just being so angry. But you're pretending that that the interview that we did with Mark didn't happen. I lo- or not Mark Ben. When you say short ten minute interview, I know that was the plan. We'll I know say that was the plan. I know, and right. and we all know that wasn't going to happen. Yep. Like I knew going in, yeah. there's no way I'm going to get. But the, the the whole thing is with the topic that we're discussing, and we can just go go ahead and say it now. Yeah. Is, uh, the changes to the late model uh, yeah. schedule with the with the the announcements that have been made. Trying to keep Ben or Mark, for that matter, to ten minutes can be very, very difficult. Yeah, you know when you we talk to three or four, depending on how you count it, of the heavy hitters that were in that drivers meeting. Mm-hmm. And first of all, I want to say huge props to Kevin because Kevin could just be like, "Fuck you, we're going to do what we're going to do." Right. And he took the suggestion. Was like, "Okay, awesome." He didn't. He not only didn't take all of them, he changed kind of some of them. And right. there was kind of there was a very public thing between <laughs> Ben and right. Kevin that right. is now gone. Oh, just disappeared? It, well, Ben took it down. Oh, word, okay. Because it was Ben's reply to what the Speedrome posted. Right. And then Kevin, who you almost never hear from, right. replied to Ben. And then it just kind of... Came, became a pile on, and I'm not going to get into it. No, of I, course. I try and keep negativity out of my life, so... 100%. As soon as I saw it turn into an argument, it kind of clicked with me. Okay, well, this is Ben and Kevin. It has nothing to do with me. Right. I'm at best a spectator. That's, at that point, you just listen. It's and like... I don't want to be... You ever watch two polar bears fight? No. Like that. You okay. just kind of let them do their thing, and then you... And we all know, watching that argument, Ben's not going to stop being Ben. Kevin's nope. not going to stop being Kevin. Nope. Both of them think, I don't need you. Right. And both of them are only half right. That's right. So, anyway. So, the... And then Ben deleted his original comment, and then kind of came back with a snarkier one. 
but you had to have seen the first comment to know the second one was snarky. Right. Because he basically came back and said, uh, um, what was it? I, th- I think it's when it was, I think it was the, the new point system that okay. he said something about. Or no, heat races. It was heat races. Yeah. And he, uh, he just said, hey, more heat races. Absolutely nothing to complain about there. And what he was doing oh, was he was being sarcastic. Right. But unless you had read the original string, you wouldn't know it. Right. So it's fucking brilliant on Ben's part. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, I'm, I'm a fan. That's yours, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I'm just, I'm focused. Dude, I'm laser focused tonight. Sure. Whatever. Oh, I'm, hey. Um, I have something for you for Moon Drops. And I hope you don't get salty about this. What is it? I think it's hilarious. Just because I saw it, I'm like, hey, Josh can drink something from Moon Drop. What is it? It better be. Is that a bottled water? It is. Pass. <laughs> really? you, can, you can have it. I have, uh, I have a case of oh, okay. that I got for you. I'm good. I appreciate it. but um, You drink bottled water, though. I know. Okay. I know. But I can't toss no, it. I'll, it's I'll, okay. Okay. All right. I'm just puzzled that. You're making a stand. It's on nice this. to know. It's nice to know that they finally have something there for me to drink. <laughs> it wasn't for you. Oh, <laughs> they didn't buy this for you. I know they didn't. I was there for the tour, and they were selling bottled water, and I just thought, hey, we could both have something in the studio that said Moon Drops. That's awesome. But I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my my uh, my razzle dazzles and my my ice my uh, my ice beverages. Okay. How, how is it? It's just bottled water. Oh. It doesn't, I don't know what you th- were expecting. They don't make it. They, it's not like the runoff from like, you know, like it's, they it's buy the, bottled water. And right. Put their name and they slap their logo. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's, that's what I feared. So, uh, the way that the way the system is going to work, it's going to, it's going to kind of act like a revolving door tonight and everyone gets a turn. That's right. And you're just going to have to be along for the ride. <laughs> you're just going to have to watch everyone take turns. And if you, <laughs> if you don't like it, now's the time to hit stop that's and right. wait for the, the next after dark. But we're going to be talking to some heavy hitters and people who've been in the in the sport for a minute. Um, people who, um, and we've also got uh, a newbie in there too. And I, I'm I'm excited to talk to him. And oh, a guy we haven't talked to before. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. Pete Bear the Fourth, man. Yeah. So it'll be, well, be really interesting. Yeah, but we hadn't talked to Charlie either. That's right. Well, I mean, yeah, but um, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see kind of what Pete says. Yeah. So you know what. Well, you have to remember, we've already had the conversation with Pete. That's why I said, dude, this is, I can't believe you're doing it this way because it's a fucking nightmare. Listen, you can't be breaking the third wall. Never mind. It doesn't matter. You broke the third wall. How did I break the third wall? You said, I can't wait to talk to him. This, we're having this conversation as though these interviews have already happened. I know. I know, but see, since this is going to air at the... Be- Never mind. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you see, the way it is, I have a savings account and checking account. <laughs> and magically, I have a Roth IRA over here. <laughs> so, all right, let's 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 dive into it. Hello. Hey, hey, ladies and gentlemen, coming to the phone now, it's Mr. Mark Tunney, our first guest. How you doing, bud? All right, man. How are you? Oh, man, I am. Well, as you can tell, I'm totally amped up and ready to kick ass and take names and ask you... Uh, ask you some questions about uh, what you've experienced. Also, uh, here with me in studio <laughs> you keep is, is is Michael. Uh, yeah, and guest, I guess. <laughs> so, Michael and guest. My no, well, <laughs> no, I'm basically Josh. Josh, guest. I'm so sorry. I've been, I've we been. Got, ah. We got. Um, it wasn't. Well, no, because we have to pretend this is the first. No, no, it's fine. We've we've had conversations. We had another. We had another interview with uh, another driver, and we were three minutes in before he was like, "Hey, man, is Mikey there?" 
I'm like, yeah, no, I'm here. Josh just didn't mention anything. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And uh, so, oh, you'll, boy. I know. I'm just yeah. the worst today, man. I'm just, you know, when when I'm on one, I'm on one. That's just that's just kind of that's that's just kind of how it works for me. Hey, so we um we saw we noticed that the Speedrome just dropped a whole bunch of information about the 2023 season, uh, the outlaw, the outlaw racing, and 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 the uh, like points and and new interesting races and everything like that. Um, so let's start with how do you feel about all of the new changes? I know that points aren't. A, I know that you're not a points guy. You don't race for points usually. You just race because. Right for the for the passion and 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 the no pun intended and and the drive and the thrill of it um so so what how do you feel about some of the changes that are coming to the 2023 season no it it couldn't be better really i mean um you know ben tunney he got some of us drivers together he's been wanting to do it for a while and finally was like all right i'm just going to create this thing let's get together and just talk about what well, maybe drivers and, you know, maybe from not, not fans were in there, but maybe what other drivers think that fans might want to see. And just instead of kind of being the status quo uh, every year, you know, n- nothing a shot at speed drum or anything. Um, but, you know, sometimes you kind of get in a routine, I guess you, sh- you could say. And it's all right, you know, we, we got the same about the same races, uh, doing kind of the similar thing you know maybe a little bit of change here and there but not too much it's going to be pretty much a 2023 season about like what 2022 was and so we're like all right well what what can we do to maybe spice things up a little bit so ben roped in a bunch of us drivers and we all had a meeting one night and ben was gonna kind of present this to kevin and see what they think and and i mean <clears throat> Speedrome just completely took off with it. And, you know, there were some things that they weren't exactly the same way that, you know, we all drivers had kind of envisioned and voted on. But at the same time, you know, <laughs> this is their track. So um, they kind of put, Speedrome kind of put their own spin on some of the races and, and ideas that we had got off of. But um, at the same time, it, like I said, it couldn't be better just because, you know, it's got for one, you know, it's the off season and the best, the best thing to do is to keep people talking about, you know, an upcoming season or a previous season, just to keep everything going, keep it all exciting and stuff like that. So, uh, looking into 2023, I mean, some, some of the few things that stand out, obviously, like you said, I don't race for points. I actually haven't raced for points since, um, I think 2011 was my last year that I points raced. Wow. And, um, yeah, it's been a while what? other than like the, the world. Yeah. Other than like the world figure eight tour and stuff, I was going to give Ben crap because, uh, on that, um, Oh, speed drum shared the, let's see the, the last, I think it was one of the last things they shared. It was, um, the, the non-winners race. Yeah. 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 So, Everybody's like, oh, look at Ben Tunney killing it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to start running every night. Everybody knows damn well Ben runs every night. He's sitting there at 29 wins. Yeah. I don't like that. I'm going to have to <laughs> have to turn up the heat a little bit, I think. Cause, um, but, yeah. I, um, you heard it here first, yeah. folks. Well, uh, man, a but, rift has started yeah. in the Tunney family. Well, Mark, you understand that if right. you do that, then automatically you're going to be in the parts in the, in the points hunt. Yeah. Well, and, and actually to that, my dad and I talked about that a little bit. Um, I do not want to point to race cause <laughs> I don't want to, don't want to commit to something like that. I do like the world figure eight tour series, that type of stuff, because 
it's kind of spread out. It's at a few different track. Well, yeah, it's uh, Sports Drome. It was we've got the Ohio track. We've got Speed Drome. They're different races. I do like that a lot because it's you know kind of like a mini series. But um, but no, uh, the way the point system is that they change that all around. I mean. In a roundabout way, uh, we could use the 90-minute race, for example. He made that a um, – which he brought it back, which is awesome. I'm a big fan of that race and stuff and any any endurance race. But the point system is basically one point, one lap. Right. So who at the end of the year, basically, whoever ran the most laps wins the championship for the most part. So um, at one point, you know, let's say it, it would probably not happen, but – Say a couple of the top top guys in points struggle in the ninety minute race and fall out. Say lap one hundred or lap one fifty, and I end up say winning or finishing the whole race, and along with maybe some other guys, and we run a total of two hundred and seventy laps. Well, I mean that's that's a huge difference, you know, because there's not going to be another race that's got that many laps through the season so it would be a really hard to i mean this is where dnfs you know are huge you know in the, in the play and stuff so i think i think it does really shake things up and um some people aren't all about it but i don't know i kind of like it yeah i like it just so. from the standpoint of it it puts a heavy emphasis on making sure that first of all in those in those high lap count races Hey, let's do what we can to get it back together, get it back out on the track because I need these laps. And it also exactly. and it also makes those lower lap count races a little bit more important too, which I think is something that maybe the speedrome may have been struggling with because there are there are some bigger drivers like some of your family members there that uh, they're like, hey man, for fifty laps, I'm not I'm not backing off the trailer. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to be honest, I mean I'm. I'm that guy. I, right. I'm very big advocate. You know, that was one of the things we brought up in, in the meeting was, um, you know, Ben had it on his list to talk about, you know, 50 lap races and stuff. And I believe there was nine out of, oh, 16 or 17, uh, regular season races. I think they were 50 lap races and really most of us voted. We need to chop that down. Um, you know, have, change them out for some bigger events or, or maybe, all right, well, I say bigger events, let's make them special events. And, um, anyway, they've done that. Like one of the 50 lap nights actually switched to a 75 lap team race, which I'm pretty, pretty pumped up about. And I really think the fans are going to enjoy that. Uh, they used to do it, you know, back, back in the day, uh, in the nineties and stuff. And uh, it was, it was just a fun race for the most part, but, you know, they've got it set up to where you have an overall team winner and then that team splits the bonus money and stuff. So um, it's kind of, I don't know, they used to do like little streamers that they would tie on the cars with different colors, but I'm hoping they come up with maybe some flags or something that kind of stand out better that each car would get a flag of a color and that way the fans can see that a little bit better because, I mean, a little streamer is going to be hard to see, especially for how fast we go. But um you know, you, you might get guys on teams that they don't even like each other. They just happen to be on a team. And so, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I don't, I'm I don't really want to. I'm looking forward yeah, to, uh, yeah. to seeing who Doodle gets paired up with. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. 
Yeah, um, I don't know. And and the the captains of it, you know, that it's going to be interesting. Uh, I mean, if you got twenty, I, I I could easily see where you know we can get twenty four, twenty five cars for that race just because of the uniqueness of the race. Yeah. You know, seventy five lap race doesn't really. It's not like a, a huge high payout race, but you got a little bit of a shot at the bonus money there. So, I mean, technically, it's like if you're looking at it from outside in, well, um, I don't have to win, but my team can win and share some bonus money and might even come out with, you know, better than what I would have, you know, anyway. So, um, and like I said, I think the fans will like it and it, it adds prestige, you know, to to a race that, like I said, it was just going to be a normal 50-lap night, and now it's something a little bit more special, a little hype, and I think a lot of people are going to enjoy it. I like that. I like that. So uh, shifting gears here real quick, talking about the sport of figure eight racing and outlaws specifically in general, and Mark, you and I have had previous conversations about this, so there might be some repeating, and that's totally okay, but um, I... To say to say that the sport is growing, I don't know if that'd necessarily be um, be an accurate statement. Um, it, it might be a little bit in stasis. I would say that it's um, that car counts could improve. Um, and and the the question that I have is, what can people do, drivers do, racetracks do, you know, to help improve car count? Um, on f- for the outlaws, what can we do to get more cars on the track? Besides, I know that cost is a big factor. I mean, you're looking at thirty to fifty thousand dollar vehicles out on that track, just kind of you know doing mm-hmm. what they do. But um, but what is what what would you say would be a good way to get more more vehicles on on the track for the outlaw races? Um, I mean that's a, that's probably like a no right answer yeah. type question, really. I mean, there just isn't there's you know, the, uh, to be honest, I mean, things like like these changes that we've seen, you know, this year, that some of these these changes, they do help, um, not necessarily the little guy, but let's say a guy that, you know, he, he can run top five, um, but, you know, he's going to have hard shot. I mean, they, they say that, I mean, some of the, the 50 lappers are based around trying to get you know, more winners and stuff like that. And lately it's, that's been really hard and stuff. Now the tire, tire deal that we have, you know, with two tires um, on most of the nights that does help, you know, the little guy in the, in the budget racer and those type of things, those all help. Um, the fast carts being um, as popular as they are, even though they don't really have anything to do with figure eight racing. <laughs> that does, that does it does help, and and I've you know we I think we talked about this, but I would like to see the mini late model uh, the mini late models take off, and I wish we changed the name and call them mini outlaws, but um, and I wish we would be called outlaws, but that's here nor there. Um, <laughs> who do the we who do late, we have to write to? Who do we have to write to? I don't. Uh, Kevin, I guess. Yeah, you know, there's the one guy that the, makes those decisions. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's um, true. Yeah, actually, one of the old speed drum owners switched us to late models from Pro Stock, which Pro, Pro Stock, Stock is never worse. A fan of either. Pro yeah. Stock is it, worse it's than pretty late bad, model. Yeah, yeah it, it, I, I agree. So at the time it was better, but now it's like, all right, we're pretty unique. Let's go. All right, anyway, straight straight off course. Um, so <laughs> the mini lights, 
if they can take off, I feel like they would be a great stepping stone for um, obviously not a seven-year-old kid is going to jump into a mini lake. I can see Colin Dickey doing it. Colin Dickey can do it. Uh, that yeah. Uh, yeah, Charlie and Erica. I mean, they. Could, oh yeah, Erica could will kill me for it. saying that too. I know. I know she. Well, will. yeah, yeah. Should sh- should be okay. Uh, <laughs> she knows it's coming eventually, anyway. So, right. Um, but but at the same time, you know, some of these kids, they are, you know, let's say eleven, twelve years old. Um, you know, Johnny Johnny Hargraves Jr. He's he just turned sixteen, I think. So uh, I actually believe. Tonight. Yeah, they're yeah. they're having the party tonight <laughs> yeah. as we speak. Yeah. And I believe his his old man is gonna gonna end up putting him in his old cigarette car and and getting him started in there, getting wow. his feet wet and ran some races, which is awesome. We need that young you know young blood in it and yeah. stuff. And I know that he he wants to give it a shot, but that's hard to do. You know, Johnny Johnny Senior's got his old car, so um, that helps. But you know, for some of these guys. You know, they're the parents that are putting their kids in these carts. Carts aren't cheap, but they're nowhere near like, you know, our full-blown late model outlaw car. Right. But um, if the mini lates can take off and they they are good because they have oval and eight that they do run, which which helps. That way you're not forced to, to jump in the eight right away. It's like, okay, well, we can just run the ovals for a little bit and then maybe transition to the eight if, you want, if the kid wants to try, stuff like that. But I would like to see the like a cha- uh, a champion's chassis one at the end of the year again. Like you know, if we can get sponsorship to put up the money to say it could be a and my dad could build it, you know, T eight, or it could be a third turn. You know, more than likely it'd be a third turn car. You know, because of Kevin. Right. But um, but it, the mini late model could could be built for the fast car champion or or whatever, or have, have a raffle of some kind to, to get that kind of class going and then do the same thing from mini late to jumping into a full-blown late model outlaw car. And and maybe that would help kind of keep the, the feed going in. I mean, there's really a lot of cars out there. Um, we don't have too many young guys. I mean, really, uh, Jeffrey Shackelford, he's actually pretty young. He's only 22, so um, I think he's 22. But um, we'll have to fact you know, check that one. Yeah, it's either twenty two or yeah. twenty three. And when it comes to the younger guys, I mean, he's a speech room guy. But outside of that, all the younger guys come from other tracks. I didn't even think about yeah. that. You know, you got your, yeah, ever, your evergreen guys are young and gals actually. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, Jillian, Jillian's in there too. That's right. And um, it's such the, a shame they're so far away. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. and, and then. Um, there's a couple young sports sports drone drivers. You know, Mark, if only there was yeah. a track that was almost halfway between Washington State and the state of Indiana with a 15-hour drive one way. Gee, golly gosh, I wonder if there's a track that's like that, say in Denver, Colorado. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you, this is a joke, right? Oh, no, yeah, yeah. 100%. No. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, those type of things, and that's where getting, getting the kids involved is, is a great thing. Um, and, and that's going to be your most common answer from everybody. Um, when, when you're asking a question like that, um, but at the same time, parents run the show with a kid and getting a parent to say, Oh yeah. Um, I would love to stick my 12 year old in a figure eight car. (laughs) Um, 
Oh, give them 500 horsepower. Sure, <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just not really practical, right? So you got to try to step them into it gradually, and and that's the thing about it right now. There is no gradual step. So you look at like let's say guys like Troy Hughes. Um, he's he graduated with Ben, I believe. So he's around 35 or whatever. He just got started. Um, but uh, you know, so I'm afraid that with our with our sport. For the most part, you are going to have a lot of guys that you're not going to have too many of the 16-year-olds coming in like what you had with us punting. Right. Um, and it's just it, it makes it tough now. Like Donnie Murphy, I've, I've been on him, you know, letting his boy try to jump in and get a shot at it. You know, I believe uh, Steve Durham's got a nephew Ooh. that he might um, – there was a rumor that he might be jumping in and getting a shot at a ride uh, a few times this year as well. So. Those are all really good things. Um, as far as helping build the sport and stuff, I think when you see some of the 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 advertisement that we got at PRI show this this weekend, oh, yeah, Indy, that was awesome. Um, yeah, honestly, that is a huge step. I mean, it's it, it really does mean more than what most people might take granted for. Um, you know, because there's so many when you go to PRI show, it's so big with so many different forms of racing, but there is, it's the top of the top as far as names are. I walked by and, you know, I, uh, Max Pappas and his wife, you know, selling his steering wheels. Um, you know, Ken Schrader just walks around like it's nothing. Uh, I'm talking to a rear end guy um, that does our rear end and Scott Bloomquist walks up next to me to talk to the same rear end guy. So there's the, the, talent and the names and the sponsors and stuff that are at PRI and the amount of people that come in there and to have it to where we we get a few shots we were in the PRI book and um, I think RJ Norton there was a I think it was in the stadium that had a big you know it was, it was of his car at speed drum going around speed drum That's um, cool. you know like a and so then I think what the Ronnie Basham had was, his, yeah, was Ronnie. his car in yeah. the steps yeah so that's just and a then couple I, um, that we got. We've Speed never Sport, had. Speed Sport actually interviewed Jonathan Bird uh, yep. tonight as well, or was that last night? I can't remember uh, when I saw it. Maybe, probably it was it was either Thursday Thursday night or Friday. I was there Thursday and actually passed Jonathan, talked to him for a minute by the Speed Sport um, booth. Okay. So yeah, either with Thursday or Friday, but yeah. So getting those type of plugs into you know something that big is nothing but a good thing and to help build our sport at least build our track you know and i say it all the time like a broken record when people say figure eight racing and i i have a hard time you know going through trying to talk to some of these companies at pri and explaining what i do you know without going in super detail i try to have a picture on hand and try to quick explanation because usually if you say figure eight think of county fairs school buses, yeah. uh, you know, stuff like that. And and there's some of them, you know, some big name uh, sponsors out there like, oh, I, you know, I've seen what you do. That's absolutely insane, <laughs> you know. And if we can get more of those people to see that stuff, which is happening a lot more lately than it has been uh, with the low-budget TV, the social media. Social media sucks for a lot of things, but it does help us because we're not – NASCAR or, you know, IndyCar or 
goddamn uh, cornhole tournaments on TV <laughs> and shit. I mean, I tell you what, I was ready to tear the TV House down. Darts. House darts. I, <laughs> I was ready what to lose it. What the fuck am I watching? Solid. The fact that, and I think I said this two years ago maybe yeah. when we started, the fact that poker can be classified as a sport yeah. and on TV <laughs> and this can't yeah. make it to like ESPN2, what we do, not us, you and I, but right. figure eight racing uh-huh. yeah. can't make it to ESPN. You can kiss the fattest part of my ass. Yeah. And <laughs> listen, the day the day that I see, uh, the nickname of it is testicle toss, but it's the thing with the two ropes and the two balls on the end. Pig nuts. Pig, yeah. Whatever it's called. Yeah, it's, and you throw it over I the... Think, I think the game is called ladder. Yeah, okay, ladder. So, so oh, the, the, yeah, the day yeah, that okay. I see that shit, on on ESPN, I'm just going to yeah. take an ice pick and I'm going to shove it in my TV. And well, I mean, I want to say like three or four in the morning, you'll get like um, competitive Rubik's cube solving and shit yeah. like that. Women's bowling, <laughs> that yeah. kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. So, hey boy, man, some of those women bowlers are damn handsome. You knock it off. Listen, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just, you know, <laughs> oh, well, you know. Yeah. It's it, it's it, I'm I'm really glad that you know that that we have someone to advocate someone like yourself to advocate for for figure eight racing and um I guess one of the things that we as fans can do is anytime there's a post about it is to share it and explain amplify, it. amplify. Yeah, yeah get mm-hmm. it get it out there the more eyes that can see it the more butts we can put in the seats and we can prove to to the world that we're you know that that figure eight racing is not just a dog and pony show yeah. Well, I mean, you you guys as well are a big part of all this, you know. Okay, so where, Thanks, when you guys man. started, you're a lot bigger now than, or a lot bigger now than what you when you started, right? I mean, obviously, yeah, but it's be. all it's all about I mean, perspective, though. Going from two to fifty, yeah, that's I mean, perspective wise, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, you know, it's it's you know, we're we're thank you first of all, yeah, uh, thank you. We I don't want to like get emotional, but thank you for yeah, saying. Yeah, anytime, that. anytime someone includes us in the conversation of. Uh, of the sport, we can't it's, believe it. it. It's kind of awesome, but but yeah, we're. I more mean, spectators. at the same time, yeah. You, so you okay? But but see, your your guys' passion uh, expanded. You know, you went from yeah. say, just sitting in the seat. What was how long you been going to speedrun, Josh? Two thousand seventeen. Right? Yeah, five years. Okay, so I mean, that's really not very long. And all once you went, oh, hey, I want to do a podcast. <laughs> I want to do extra work <laughs> yeah. and all kinds of other shit, and 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 try to help promote and yeah. everything else for something that you like. So if we get more people like you to do those type of things, I mean, there's a guy in Colorado that does a podcast that I've been on a couple times and stuff. That it's like, wow. I mean, you got the one track out there, but he's he was from here, and he's a big, big speed drum guy. I mean, that type of stuff. All it does is just boost what we need to boost, and and get our you know name out there and stuff. And the more races we can get on like low budget TV and and stuff like that is nothing but better. So what I'm trying to do, um, and this year really pretty much gave me the goal for for next year is uh, to work hard on which I'm sponsored by Royal Purple and Ibox Springs, and they're both huge companies. And, um, you know, the sponsorships, I mean, it's, it's, it's a big deal for us. Um, you know, they help out quite a bit of stuff and, and provide products for us and everything else, and they're top-notch. I mean, I get a mention, you know, by them 
on Facebook. I'm like, oh, damn, I'm like a little kid in candy store. Like, that's, that's awesome, <laughs> you know, yeah, to have dude. a mention by that company. So, you know, when when I was I was there with my dad and and uh, my car owner and stuff, we were we were talking to the Royal Purple guys, and and I said that drift car needs to get out, and my figure eight car needs to be in its spot next year. And he's like, well, let's do it. And I was like, don't play with me. Uh, yeah, don't <laughs> fuck around. Serious. Don't fuck and, around. And so as soon as that guy said that, I'm like, okay, well, I'm making an admission now, whatever we got to do um, to try to get into the PRI show for next year to get one of our cars. You know, I'm talking, you know, like ours all winged out like it is for the three-hour. Mm-hmm. Big tires on it, shines up, looking good. Hood Royal open, purple, purple. Stuff yep. like that. Yep. and. And to where people, you know, that they're going to walk by and be like, what in the hell is that thing? Because <laughs> everybody can walk by and see, oh, that's a dirt late model. Oh, that's a super late model. Uh, that's, a, you know, a road course car or that's a sprint car or whatever. But if they walk by ours, they're like, so it's got a lot of parts that are off of a dirt <laughs> late model or a that? super late model. <laughs> yeah. What's the thing? What is the thing on the back? All those wings and shit. And, and, and so it'll get people interested and I just know that it would just help build it. So we're going to, we're really going to try hard to, to make it into that show next year and have our car in, in the show and, and stuff like that. Cause you know, I think mean, that type of stuff, that's, what's going to help, you know, the sport grow and get us out of that County fair figure eight. Yeah. Stigma. That meant that mentality. So, we want to get them, want to get people away from that. Well, if, if there's anything that we can do to help, you know, help, push push that or make uh you know make you know to talk more about the sport that's kind of what we want to do we want to make sure that we we get we get you taken care of and we get the rest of the guys that, the, that they know that we're there for them as well so yeah, it's hard being in indiana you know off season because all you can do is talk <laughs> so um, thank god but, that's what we're good key, at god and like you thing, know yeah. that's the oh. one thing we're good at mark so i mean this is going to be the most racing right. episode we're going to have probably for the next Three or four months. Yeah. <laughs> four months. We're just doing uh, interviews with drivers, yeah, I mean, and we're gonna, until, we're talking with you in January. So, yeah, coming coming up, you know, obviously the first first race we did is going to be Showtime in Florida. So, mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully that's a that's a big show. As goofy as Yoho is, hopefully, <laughs> you know, I mean, for he is, he knows he he's is, goofy. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, I don't think there's been a bad race down there. Um, that we've I think, had, I think it's Eddie, all been would great shows. To, I think Eddie would beg to differ with you. Well, you know, I mean, I've had I've had bad races there, but as far as from a fan standpoint, oh yeah, no, no, it's, I, it was a blast I last year. Yeah, I don't, I don't see how people could complain about the show that we've had down there each time and, yeah. and stuff. So um, we need to keep that going. We just need to expand. Like we picked up Ohio, you know, a couple years ago. That's you know, awesome to have another track, you know, a little bull ring and stuff. And then the guys went out to Colorado, all that stuff. All it does is just help grow. So hopefully we can keep doing that. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what it's going to take. So, so Mark, listen, we're going to go ahead and, uh, and, and let you go. Thank you so much for taking, taking some time. I know that, uh, that, you know, you got stuff going on, but thank you for, for yeah, taking, no problem. talking time with us today, man. And uh, we'll, we'll talk mm-hmm. to you soon. Yeah. Yeah, anytime. Just holler at me. I got you, brother. Talk to you later. All right, see you guys. Bye bye. Hi. Hey, hey. It's Tim Logue, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, Tim Logue, to the to the show. We are, man, we are on a roll tonight. 
We've just been kicking butt and taking names and moving, <laughs> moving through it like we've uh, never moved through it before. Tim, um, you and I, well, recently the Speedrome has made... A has, raft full. Oh, my gosh, just so a, much. A raft full of announcements. A huge, a huge, a huge amount of announcements. Um, so reflecting on, on what has been released at the Speedrome, let's, let's start with my first question is, how do you feel uh, about the, the, the changes that, uh, that Kevin and management have made at the, uh, at the Speedrome for the 2023 season? Well, first of all, guys, thanks for having me on the show tonight. Yes, and, sir. And uh, I do greatly appreciate it. Always and a uh, Yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate it. Keep the lies coming. It makes me feel good now. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, uh, it's uh, – I, I think it was a good – all the changes I've seen are great. I'm excited for uh, uh, seeing especially the older stuff that we had to eliminate whatever uh, reasons throughout the years that are coming back, some of the – nostalgic stuff coming back I think are all great um, so I couldn't be more excited to see some of those things um, Kevin has uh, as always um, knows how to play to the core audience and I think he's doing a great job of it good good that's what's up yeah we noticed um, not only not only some of the uh, more uh, interesting racing coming back but also uh, also the uh, the new kind of uh, logos and the, the the new t-shirts and the new uh, clothing options that um, that that are happening at the at the speed drum as well where Michael and I are both very ex- <laughs> both very excited for that because we've well Michael has always mentioned that he would love to see some some shirts with the old Speedrome advertising yeah, lettering on it. And I'm telling you, there's someone over there that makes decisions that listens to the show because the shirt the shirt they just released, which I have already bought, mm-hmm. is the exact same shirt that I mentioned on the show. Like, it would be really cool if they did this. Yeah. And then what you know it now they're doing that. It's the, the, the 50s Speedrome logo with the old, um, the old midget cart. Yeah. That looks, oh, it, yeah. It looks so cool. Yep. As soon as they released it, I bought it. Did you really? I, I said oh. from from day one, if they ever put out a shirt with that logo on, right, it, right. Fifteen minutes after that post, that I bought one. I need to. I'm gonna get one. Oh, awesome. I'm awesome. gonna get one. So so um, so I don't I don't keep it a secret that you and I work together, um, and that that you are you are my my manager and 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 the owner of USA Installation. But you the guys, question you just got promoted to ball washer, didn't? That's you? right, ball wash. Well, you know, ball washer <laughs> and and corporate fluffer apparently. <clears throat> but that's uh, right. you know, fifty bucks is fifty bucks. Um, so um, hey, it's some big hands, baby. It's some big hands. <laughs> they're little, well, they're little, little, uh, little callous, little, little, uh, little, little callous uh, now too. So for the, uh, uh, I guess ribbed for ribbed for their pleasure. Um, so you you and I had a conversation about about the state of figure eight. Race and um, kind of what what we need to do. So, Tim, I'm going to ask you the question you asked me. Uh, can you name at least three things that we can do to help attract new people to to the sport of figure eight racing? Because you know, I've said this before. It's 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 kind of in now. I've not. I've only been going for about five years, but from what I've heard from who I've who I've talked to. You know, it almost seems like figure eight racing is a sport. The outlaw version of figure eight racing is is slowly like if, if we don't bring it back, it's going to die. And so, so the question I'm going to ask you is, what can we do to bring new drivers and new blood into the into the system and and and, and get them racing the uh, on, on the figure eight? Um. Well, and and yeah, in depth a little bit more. What we had talked about the other day. Yeah. And um, I. I really feel Kevin has done an amazing job at 
playing as to our core audience and keeping the figure eight drivers happy, keeping figure eight fans happy, and you know keeping the sport uh, the sport itself exciting and lively. And and I, I just can't say enough good things about all the things that he has done. The one thing that I feel like uh, the track itself is in a whole needs to do a better job of. Um, and I, I wish I had the answer. I don't have the answer, but right. the track itself I, does need to have a, a, a better hold on, I think, is how do we attract more new talent into the, the race? And I've proposed that to a few people, and it seems like everybody comes back with the same question, and it's not or the same answer, and it's not an answer that I agree with. And um, the answer always comes back to cost, 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 cost. How do we lower the cost? And I don't feel like cost is the only thing that's keeping people out. I don't know exactly what is, but, you know, it's not cheap to race in any form of racing that we do at the track. Um, and even front-wheel drives are expensive. So at this point, you know, I don't think it's cost is what's keeping them out of the figure eight. Um, I just don't know. You have guys that really hone their skills to get really good at racing, and I don't feel like um, – cost is the only thing that's preventing them from moving up in the classes to move up to an outlaw series car or up to figure eight racing period. And so I am, I would love to see the track or anybody bring new blood into this sport because it's a sport that is clearly dying. The age group in it is dying. Um, and, um, you know, I, that's where I would like to see. And I, and I really don't have the answers other than, you know, everybody wants to say cost. Well, yeah, cost is definitely a factor. If if the cost to go from one class to the outlaw class, and let's say a late model or going from a stock car class to a late model class, that cost literally triples or something. Well, then that is a, um, you know, that's just unrealistic for some people or most people to achieve. That's understandable. But I don't know that cost, like I said, is the major factor. For me, a couple of the other things would be, can we lower the cost of, uh, or not the, the cost, but uh, can we offer incentives that would bring classes to move up? You know, some of the other owners that have owned the track in the previous years and other racetracks around the country that run these kind of cars, and they've always offered the stock cars are outlaw chassis to move up, you know, so they got a late model outlaw chassis wow. if they won the championship, you know, little things like that, um, which I won't say little things, but things like that that would kind of help them move up or they would not allow them to, if you won, um, you know, there, there's massive amounts of talents in our front wheel drive classes, you know, but once you won a championship, well, that car nor that driver should be able to go maybe to the next class. Maybe that's an option. You know, maybe maybe they can't run that series for that to sit out for six months or a year um, to encourage new people to get into that class and or that person to move up to another class because they're, again, people who want to race want to race. Um, now, the, the thing is, is what I don't know, does that encourage the guy to say, well, you know, if I can't run my front-wheel drive here, then I'll just take it and go play somewhere else. And, you know, maybe I'll convert it to a dirt car and go run the dirt track and then if I can't run the asphalt track. I, I just... I don't know, but I really would love to see what we could do to attract more talent um, to come over and run these cars and get more people excited about joining the sport with us. You know, one of the things that you mentioned, and I think one of the things that 
that has been one of the bigger ones. I mean, you said a lot of people say it is the cost. I think when you look at the changes that Kevin has made, and you can agree or disagree, I'll give you a chance to answer. And I know you're in a rush, so maybe I'll bring this up with someone else. But um, <laughs> there's not there's not a whole lot management can do to to address kind of what teams spend on their cars. The one thing that I really really liked was there have been a couple of changes made both to the point system and to like team racing and stuff like that. The biggest one is, I don't want to call it the loser's race, but they have a race coming up that if you have a feature win, you can't compete. And what I think yeah. is you might get some teams that may make a transition to late model now that they have an opportunity to not have to compete with the best of the best and still possibly win a race. Um, yeah, I, and, and I think, um, I don't disagree with that, but I also think that that particular race that I've seen in the past, it, it still plays to the core guys that are there. I mean, you're not going to get a guy that's going to say, okay, well, I'm going to build a car just for that one race. No, the no, I think, I think more my point that. is if, if we, if they start doing things like that consistently, that the, oh, okay. you know yeah, I would to, agree. to make it to make it more uh, to make it more welcoming to newer drivers to make that step up to understand I may not be able to compete every time but there are events coming up that I will be able to compete in because when you take a look at like your 50 lap races you have some of the bigger names sitting those races out simply because to them it's not worth it to roll it off the the trailer some of those even though they're shorter races they're some of the more exciting races because you see guys that you don't normally see up there at the front competing with each other. Yeah. yeah, I would agree with that. And, and I don't know that, you know, if you're looking at that, um, I'm wondering if maybe a good rookie points, you know, just, we were talking you, you asked me for three options, you know, maybe a good rookie run for that, a rookie of the year run in that class. Maybe if that paid a substantial points fee, maybe if that paid substantially mm -hmm. um, instead of just being a trophy, but actually paid substantial money for a, a real run, maybe that would attract. I don't know. You know, I, I really, I, I, I don't know. But um, I wish we could find the right answers because it is a sport that I want to see go on forever. And, um you know, I'd love to see more car counts there and more people making that transitional jump. And, um, you know, if, if maybe that's the answer, maybe having a strong points fund that would pay, instead of just paying for whoever wins the, uh, the championship and the few, few uh, positions behind that or whatever, but have a real strong paying rookie of the year run to attract more talent to come open. Awesome. Well, Tim, listen, we, we appreciate you talking to us tonight. Um, we're going we're gonna to talk to a few other guys as well, and uh, just thank you for, to, for giving us your time today, and we'll, uh, we'll be talking to you soon, sir. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Anything I can do, you're always uh, welcome to call me anytime. All right, I appreciate thanks. it. Appreciate it. Bye -bye. Have fun tonight, man. Mm -hmm. Thanks, guys. Appreciate okay, bye -bye. it. Bye-bye. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, coming to the phone now uh, to the to the crossover with Josh and Mikey. It's Pete Bear the Fourth. How you doing, bud? Doing pretty good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. No problem. It's I, nice to... We're really sorry this is the first time we've ever talked. Yeah. Uh, that's all right. Not a problem. There's, uh, there's quite a bit of us drivers, so uh, <laughs> we've been slowly, steadily trying to get to 
where people know our name a little bit, I guess. So. Well, you know, it was it was recommended to me. So I I spoke with um with someone who I would consider a mentor, and he said to me, he said, "Hey, you know, um, if you want to do the show where you talk to drivers about about the changes that are being made and and what we can do to help." you know, grow the sport and make the sport better, that kind of thing. So that's kind of what I'm doing. And I wanted to talk to you because you are relatively new to the figure eight, to the figure eight, um, racing. Correct. Yep. So, um, no, just racing in general. So, yeah. So I'm, uh, with, with that, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm kind of an idiot when it comes to like names and how long people have been racing. So, so is this your first or your second C was this your first or your second season in outlaws? Uh, it was technically our third season. So our first oh. season, we uh, we debuted the year of COVID. So we had like a half a season. We didn't get the ninety minute race. Right. We didn't get, you know, we didn't get anything our rookie year. Um, so I would say we're kind of coming into our third season, our third full season that's coming up here. Um, so we're, I feel like we're still fairly new to it compared to you know some of the other guys that are, right. you know, we're up racing against. But right. uh, we've been around the figure eight racing. I've been back in the pits, you know, for the last. 10, 15 years, and then just around it since being a kid. So, but just as a driver, very brand new to it, in uh, my opinion. And, yeah. uh, you know, as a car owner, you know, being in charge of, you know, everything and just learning as a whole new team. So uh, I'd say we're still fairly pretty new. So looking at the changes that, that Kevin and the Speedrome have decided to make and moving forward, how do you feel about some of the, some of the information that has been uh, released recently in the past uh, week or so about what they're going to be doing at the, at the Speedrome? Uh, I absolutely love it. I think our, my whole team loves it. Uh, it made me reevaluate just how I'm reapproaching my whole year. Um, just looking at, you know, what the speed drum's doing, uh, just for helping our sport and trying to grow it. I feel like, you know, that, that's the original spot, you know, so if we can really make an impact there, it, it'll grow out just like it is already, you know, the other tracks, you know, now we got Painesville, you know, we had Salem, we got Anderson possibilities, you know, down in Florida, Colorado now, California, but you know, the original spots, the speed drum. Mm-hmm. So, you know, me being a native to the speed drum, I feel like my focus now is I, I want to run the speed drum twice as much, if not like a whole season now. Um, just because of what they're doing and just the amp that I feel like it's coming back, you know, um, what I grew up watching, you know, like the trophy dashes, the oval races, you know, just the, the random different races. So it's not the same thing in, in, you know, week in, week out. Um, it brings a lot of excitement for me. So uh, especially as a driver and a new driver, uh, I can't wait. I've never got to run oval. I get a chance of maybe getting to run the oval this year. Uh, super looking forward to the reverse direction figure eight. Um, that'll so be crazy. I'm, I'm, that, that I I know people are like, why is that going to be crazy? I don't know. It's just something that's new. And where we're sitting, usually the figure eight cars are driving away from us. This time they're going to be driving t- toward yeah, us I, on the. But I believe from a from yeah. a, a from a setup perspective, it's going to be a nightmare, isn't it? Because if I remember reading it correctly, they're not going to give you a chance to change your setup. So you need you well, need to come the... with kind of a neutral setup, don't you? Well, I think the figure eight setup's kind of neutral anyway because you're turning left and right, but then you got the dash for the cash where they're going to bring the oval. Um, but, you know, you you can spend the time to, you know, change your rear end gear, which isn't, you know, that much time. You can chance it if you're – you may get the oval, you may not, but you got, you know, two-thirds of your chances of being a figure eight, whether it's reverse or forward, you know, and then one-third of a chance of it being an oval. I would gamble and take the chance that we're going to run a figure eight, whether it's forwards or backwards. 
you know, right. maybe the guy hits the setup for the oval and he walks away and wins that dash for the cash uh, because they, they went for the gamble on the oval setup. So um, I want to, I, I think that kind of, I want to thank you so much for not just calling me a fucking idiot. When I, when yeah. I, thank I, you like, for, it didn't even occur to me. Well, of course it would be the same because it's, it's still left and right turn. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's different for our motors, I guess. It, the motors kind of like to be, you know, I feel like just everything likes to turn left. Your your rack, everything likes to turn left. You know, just for normal, you're normally running just left-hand turns. Yeah. So, unless you're a rally driver or something. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we're we're running both ways. I've never really got a running oval. And chances are, if I'm in a dash for the cash, I'm gambling that we're running a figure eight, so I'm not going to have the car set up for a perfect oval, you know. So I'm not going to get the real experience, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, yeah. you know, we get a we get a chance at it. So, well, so um, shifting gears, and I've said this a few times, no pun intended, but um, but you know, looking at at the state of the sport, looking how you know we're we're moving forward into the new season. Um, what do you, first of all, what inspired you to go get, get into, get into outlaws? You mentioned that, um, you know, you've been at the Speedrome for years and, and the Speedrome is the original place for, for figure eight racing, but what made you choose specifically the outlaw class? Um, just growing up, my cousin, Fred, Freddie Bear, Fred Bear Jr. Um, he raced out there, I'd say nineties and early two thousands, even one of three hour, 2008, um, I was actually part of that team that year. Um, just going out there all growing up, helping him that year, just getting my, you know, feet wet back there, just in the pits, being a part of a crew. And then I started helping Charlie Hargrave. Uh, helped him for a number of years. Um, helped Tommy St. John a little bit, you know. Big Tommy helped Freddie back when we won the three hour. I, you know, I was a crewman then, so I was asking a ton of questions. Uh, I helped Freddie running quarter midgets. So, um, but just growing up, just being at the racetrack, um, I feel like a lot of the guys that run the figure eight are generational drivers, you know, like their, their families have run out there for years. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's kind of like our story. Um, you know, my cousin ran out there back then, gave me the love for the sport and then helping Charlie, I had the crazy idea of wanting to just, you know, win a car for the three hour. Um, just because of the amount of practice that you get, you know, you don't get a lot of practice on a normal weekend. I just wanted to go out on the Thursday, Friday and just practice a car. And, uh, it just happened to be that I was able to buy one that year. No racing experience ever, really. I mean, I raced a Hornet a couple of times, but never got to finish a race in it. So I don't really think it was ever like a racing career, right. but, um, just jumped right into it three years ago. And here we are now. And I mean, we love it. I mean, That's what's our up. family loves it. So, um, it's just, you know, it's just kind of in our DNA, I feel like. So, sure. so um, let me, let me ask you a question. Um, what, what can we do or well, what can, what can, I guess, what can a person, what do? can a person do the Royal we, I guess, uh, what can a person do to help improve the car count in the outlaw races at the speedrome? What, what sort of, I'm, what sort of incentives do you think might be needed? And, you know, I know it's expensive. You know these vehicles are thirty to fifty thousand dollars each, um, so I know it's expensive. So besides cost, what's something else that that we can do to um, help people get into the sport? I think a big thing too is like uh, you know, like my situation. I don't, you know, I don't have like a ton of funds to get into it. I have a you know pure love for racing this and that. You know, I had you know funds and I got a you know 
a lot of help to get me into it. I think that people want to get into it and be like super competitive right off the bat. I think you, you come into it, kind of learn the sport. It, it's a different animal. I mean, yeah. I've been around it. I, I've watched it all my life. I can sit and be, you know, a fan and watch it and judge drivers all day long, but being out on the track is a whole total different experience. But I think if you can just come out and just be patient enough to kind of earn that, you know, mm-hmm. win or, you know, top 10 or whatever, uh, you know, a top 10 for us is a win. So I think you got to have different levels of where people come into it. I don't think, you know, I, it's like a trick question. I feel like, because some people want more money. Some people want different types of races or bigger races. Um, so I feel like that's why I like what the speed drums doing, kind of shaking it up, making, you know, different races here and there, having a dash for the cast with different drivers. It gives opportunities for more track time, you know, more chances of, you know, getting a win even against the, you know, a good big driver, you know, well-known driver. Um, you know, some of the guys don't, you know, want to run, you know, like the new winners race. They don't want to run those because they want to beat the, you know, the big dogs like Ben Tunney and Mark Tunney and all them right. guys. But you got to also be able to come into the sport and be like, well, they've been doing it forever. Whether I have a ton of money to jump right into it or not and have the exact same car as them, I don't feel like I'm going to be able to come in and outdrive them. Yeah. I feel like you got to be able to come in and respect that because it, it's not oval racing. I don't care if you have, you know, 20 years of oval racing experience. Coming into a figure eight is completely different. These guys, I mean, they have it down to a science. It, it's wild. I mean, it, it's just, you know, it, the timing is everything. So I feel like just having that patience to, yeah. to learn it and, and really grow in the sport. Um, you know, we have to be welcoming to that. We have to be, you know, open to the guys that, aren't going to take all the chances in the world. Like me, I'm I'm not going to tear my car up each weekend uh, as I'm still trying to learn it. I don't feel like I'm there yet. Now, if I'm racing for a win and, you know, racing for a top 10, I'm on the lead lap, then yeah, I'm going to take a lot more chances. And I feel like it's okay if we have a racing incident at that point because we're racing. I don't feel like still trying to learn, trying to, you know, stay out of these guys' way on the lead lap, wrecking and, you know, destroying a car or, you know, a top five car in the process is is worth it uh, you know i'm trying to earn the respect of all the other drivers as on top of trying to learn the sport and you know be a car that shows up you know try to promote the sport for the you know the newcomers the growth so right. um i think just shaking it up and making it interesting i feel like that's going to get a lot more drivers this year so well listen you know pete we really appreciate your time uh, today and we're gonna we're gonna do a, a full interview with you later on, but but thank you so much for for kind of talking about it and we 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 appreciate you coming on for for this uh, brief brief interview. Yeah, I appreciate it. I uh, definitely uh, look forward to the next time and uh, look forward to hearing to more of your guys' podcast. I appreciate it. Right, yeah, man. Thanks, thank Pete. you so much, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Yep. You guys have a good holiday, man. You All too. Right, bye bye. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Coming to the phone now, it's Charlie Hargraves. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Charlie. I'm doing pretty good. How you guys doing? Oh man, we're we're great. I'm actually in an exceptionally good mood tonight. I don't know what's going on. I think I think it might be the uh, too much caffeine, too much caffeine. So, uh, <laughs> listen, hey, we wanna we wanna talk to you briefly. Um, recently, uh, uh, Kevin released well the Speedrome released a whole bunch of uh, a whole Ke- slew Kevin of in- release. Well, Kev, yeah, yeah. Let's face it, Kevin released a slew of information. Uh, about the 2023 season for the Outlaws, they're bringing back they're bringing back new stuff, they're bringing back old stuff. 
Uh, they're bringing new right. stuff in, bringing bringing back old stuff. Not only not only on the track, but also in the merch tent as well. Um, so let's start with with what's coming up in 2023. How do you feel about the changes that are being made to to the outlaws and to the um, uh, to, to the figure eight racing at the speedrome? I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. I think they're you know, in order to make the the best of figure eight, we kind of got to combine new school and old school, and that's kind of what they're doing here. Um, we definitely, you know, I agree with having the bigger races. You know, we need bigger purses just to draw more attention to our sport. Those seem to be the races that get more of the national attention, obviously the three hour, the 90 minute, the one hour, the 150, stuff like that. So, I mean, the more money, the better for us. So now we just got to, you know, show Kevin and the track that, you know, we can bring the cars, we can bring the crowd in and maybe this will lead to bigger and better things, not only a speed room, but, you know, we see it growing. It's in Colorado now, you know, Painesville, Florida, starting to grow other places too. So I'll tell you, the, this is good. Colorado was really interesting to, to kind of see how they handled and how they handled figure eight racing out there on that track. It was a massive track too. Yeah. That's, I mean, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but I used to have a, the Iowa Fest series, a traveling series, and we actually talked to Colorado years ago, probably 10 years ago about yeah. trying to get a race out there. At the time, it just wouldn't work, you know, to have a one-off deal. I mean, I thought it was, um, you know, for for the first time, they had a huge crowd. So that's obviously going to, you know, bring the cars back next year. Hopefully they mm-hmm. kind of get the more of the locals involved in it and uh, help build that car count out there. So, but I mean, I, I watched the race for, I was worried about that big of a track having that low of a car count, but it was a great race to watch. Lots of room to play. And, Lots of room to play. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and especially going through the crossover, it was a pretty wide crossover, wasn't it? Yeah, it yeah, was. That's what I thought. Right. And, yep. you know, he mentioned the traveling series, and now that I kept trying to remember how Charlie's name had come up in the past, mm-hmm. um, and it came up, I don't know if you remember this or not, when we had uh, the totally unrelated Jim Hargraves here in studio with Stephen St. John. That's right. And he, they right. mentioned the traveling series, and that was, the, I think, the first time we were like, hey, man, why have we never had Charlie on? Yeah, it's it's uh, right. it's it's been an unfortunate uh series of events that we haven't had to you had have had a chance yeah to we're get just you not on. very good at this we're really bad at, at doing this <laughs> show, doing yeah, this show. Yeah. um so so you did you, you you had the traveling series how long how long have you been racing in, in figure eight um my first year in actual figure eight was 2005 okay um you know, I mean, our family's been a speedrome pretty much since the track opened 80 years yeah, ago. You guys My dad's are, been involved in something. You guys are royalty but, uh, out there for sure. Yeah, that's what I mean. I started in the mid-90s in the mini cups, went to street stocks, modified, and then my first year of speedrome in the actual figure eight class was 2005. So okay. pushing, the, uh, pushing 20 years, I don't feel quite that old. I'm still <laughs> in my 30s, but it seems like, I, you know, a lot of people, when we won in 2021, we had a fan come up and, you know, I was like, hey, it's so good to see one of the old-timers win. And I'm old like, dude, I'm only 38. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. But, I mean, you know, <laughs> right, yeah. No, I mean, it is cool. I mean, you know, I've been racing out there now for almost 30 years. So, people seem to think, you know, some of us are older than what we are, but we just started really, really young. So, so but, was was the person who said that, were they, were they like a child or like, like were they older? No, oh, no. Yeah, they were older. So, so I mean, what, you could legally you could legally punch them in the face and it'd be okay. All right. I mean, maybe maybe they got me confused with my dad or something. Maybe I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was like I you know I just laughed about it and I was like, dude. But they thought about you know when running at Anderson. That's been you know ten twelve years ago. So you know they're thinking that's a while ago. At right. the time, you know, I was only in my mid twenties when I had the series. So 
So but, uh, yep. looking looking at the state, looking at the state of figure eight racing, looking where we're at, looking at car count. Um, I was I was speaking to, I, I was actually had a couple of questions posed to me that I should ask ask drivers, yeah. and and you know the if if you look at figure eight racing as a whole, and I'm gonna say this every time I talk to somebody tonight, but the sport is. I don't want to say that it's it, it's yeah, dying. I really wish you would. I I wish you would stop saying it's dying. I don't know. I just I'm not. It's not that it's. I don't know. I really need to stop saying that. But but what the 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 question that I have is, you know, we we have we have car counts that are decent. What can we do to help and improve car counts? Bring bring potentially new new blood in or or, or new people that uh, and attract them to the sport. You know, I know that right. um I know that cost is a big factor. But besides right. cost, is there anything else that that the the sport can do, or that people in the sport can do to help bring in new people? Well, I mean, I just say welcome everybody. You know, there's there's some guys out there that are, you know, they come in kind of low budget, they're off pace, you know, they struggle or whatever. Sure. You know, some people kind of frown on, you know, oh, they shouldn't be after three seconds off the pace. Right. I look at it as, you know, I grew up watching. You know, all of us that race now, most of us are second, third generation. You know, our you know, our parents grew up racing against all that stuff. You paid your $25, $35 getting the pits, you got the race. So, you know, and everybody's got to start somewhere. So, you know, not everybody can jump in and spend thirty, forty, fifty $50,000 on a race car right. to go out there to learn how to drive. So, <laughs> and then just trying to, trying to save the old cars, you know, like we, I have a buddy of mine now who bought an old Doug Gray car. We're slowly putting it together. We're going to have two cars this year. Both of our cars are done and ready. So, and then also trying to get new people involved. You know, most of the guys that are coming into it, you know, are relatives or, you know, family of guys that have already done it. So um, we, we definitely have to find a way to get new guys involved. Right. We were hoping the minifigure eights, I think, that's the reason why they started that class, I want to say, is to kind of a lower-budgeted way to get into figure eight racing, see if you enjoy it, if you love it then, you know, move up to the outlaw class. So, but yeah, I mean, we just gotta, you know, and for the most time, I mean, we might beat and bang on the track, but you know, we're usually always there to help each other out back in the pitch. There were several times this year I had issues where, you know, Austin Tunney or Ben Tunney or RJ Norton came over and, you know, offered us help and everything else. And so, I mean, that's the main thing is once you get in there, we just got to welcome everybody in, invite new people in, keep promoting our series, keep, you know, a few years ago, you tell somebody you were running at the speed room, they would frown on you. <laughs> we have something we can – well, now we have to come in and put so much money into updating the facility, making it – I mean, it's by far the cleanest short track that I've been to, you know, and I don't know how long, just the new bathrooms and new everything. So now we got something we can brag about, try to get, you know, new fans, new drivers, new everything in there, but – we just got to find a way to get guys to move up in classes. Back in the day, if you won a street side championship or you pointed out, you had to move up, yeah. you know, same with the road runners. You had to move up. Now people can stay in the same class for, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. Nobody's moving up. You so, had to move up. Yeah. Yeah. And then the street stocks, they used to run two championships a year. And if you won a championship or if you scored a thousand points or more, you could not race that class anymore. You had to move up. Wow. Like you were permanently. It, it, it was either were... that or quit racing. So we talked, to, we talked to another driver not that long ago that, that kind of floated that as an idea. 
And he, I don't right. think he, he claimed it was his idea, but he floated no. it. Like, no, that's absolutely crazy. I don't know that that's it. But, no, but to hear that that's the way it used to be. Yeah. Yep, maybe yep. it's not that's that That's how it had. He won a championship in one class. Or race that class. Yeah. So not saying that's the way to go, but maybe, you know, there was a couple years there where the street stock champion got a free outlaw chassis. And then if they, you know, the deal was they had to build it and race it. If they didn't do it within a year, they had to give it back. You know, there's always somehow, yeah. you know, Holy shit, within that a year. I mean, that, but that's fair though. Yeah. No, I'm not saying it's right, not. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Right. But that way, you know, guys couldn't win the chassis, get it for free, then turn around and sell it to somebody who's already racing. Right. You know, because that, that, that defeats the purpose of giving away something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. but uh, yeah, you know, and then just trying to, you know, some of us have two, three, four cars sitting around, you know, try to find somebody that, you know, has got some time, got some experience, got some money and crew that wants to try it. Maybe put it in it, you know, let them try it and see what happens. So, but um, it's just hard to find guys that, you know, out in health and right so you heard it here first folks uh charlie hargrave says if you have more than one outlaw you're part of the fucking problem <laughs> no, breaking, no, breaking right. well, I, can't, I can't say i got three of them sitting in my garage and last year we hardly ran at all just because of you know issues with the motor and stuff we plan on running the full season and yeah no i'm, I'm just you know, it's easy to fuck had, guys from this far away <laughs> right yeah yeah but no i mean that's i mean our, our our plan is this year is to bring two cars out every week you know, and wow. the other one, you know, if, if my brother, I've been talking to my brother Johnny about driving it and mm-hmm. talking to other people about driving it, but it's hard to put that kind of time and effort into a car for a guy just to show up and drive it. So we're looking for somebody, you know, that wants to put the time and money into it and run it, you know, because yeah, you show up and race on Saturday, you crashed it. Well, guess who's got to fix it? Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah, you, we you have only to, have so. six days if you're lucky to, to get right. it done. Yeah. But somehow doodle yeah. manages to always have a new fucking body. On that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if you haven't seen that guy, I don't think them guys ever stop working. They don't. There's no, four they or really five don't. of them, and they're down there 24 hours a day. I don't see how they do it. I got a, you know, I got, I, I got four kids and everything else. I got too much stuff going on to, and then you know, I got two of my boys running. So, did you catch the? Uh, yeah, I mean, did you, did you catch the three hour last last summer? Did yeah. I catch it? What he was like, he wasn't. He weren't you in it? He was right, in that's, it. That's my fault. Yeah, he so, was yep. in the three yep. hour. I, I, I obviously saw it yeah. then. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I ran, this so, past year we ran fourth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How dare you? How dare you, Michael? <laughs> yeah, yeah we were running fourth until well, three minutes to go and ran out of gas. I'm a fucking moron, right. and I knew he did. So well, the point I was going to bring up was with uh, <laughs> I hate to keep bringing up Doodle. Now I feel like an absolute asshole. But Doodle, <laughs> he kept he he kept getting beat up. He kept coming right. out with less and less car every fucking. Oh my time. god! <laughs> By the time, yeah, and was, that's what I mean. It was just a chassis by the time that race yeah. was over. Yeah. And that's, I mean, we've actually talked about back in the, in 1991, a guy named Ronnie Klontz actually started the race, qualified the race and everything with the car with nobody. He just had a top in the hood. <laughs> and he, he qualified third. He broke the track record. And then he ended up getting beat well, by Wayne Arnold and stuff. He, he qualified third. <laughs> so we've always talked about running a car with nobody and stuff for the three hour. But going back, you know, the three hour, that's kind of a, the fact that you didn't know I was in there, that's kind of a good thing or a bad thing. The good thing is that means, you know, we kind of didn't do anything stupid, so he didn't notice. But I do remember you now running out of gas. Until about three minutes to go. And it gets and fucking worse, We ran out of gas. Now that I think yep. about it, so. and uh, and Austin Dan is going to, I think, is going to be. Yeah, our buddy, our buddy Dan's going to freak out. 
I chose Charlie. <laughs> I chose Charlie in the pool as well. Oh, you did! Oh, <laughs> so well, way to way to go, way to yeah. go, Charlie. Thanks for fucking Michael out of twenty five uh, no, bucks. I mean, oh, that's <laughs> the car the car we're running was built for Wayne Arnold back in nineteen ninety nine by Bruce Tunney and them. So, oh, wow. to take a car that old and uh, you know on our budget and to be able to, I mean, we were three laps down with three minutes to go, so we had a shot and then. We kind of miscalculated on fuel and ran out of gas and had to pit, and that's, Matt got around us for for third right there at the end. But you know, it was still a that was our best finish. So I mean, we've ran. I want to say we might be top twenty now and laps completed now, like thirty four, thirty five hundred laps. So well, still a long way from that twelve thousand that Doug Gregg's got. But <laughs> well, I I mean, you know, I, I I know eventually you'll catch up. Eventually. Eventually you'll you'll catch up. So was that supposed yeah, to be yeah. a compliment? Well, I mean, yeah, it is. It okay. is a compliment. Right. It is. I mean, know? if I run till I'm seventy, maybe. But yeah. Well, I guess that's but, true. I guess that's although I can't true. Really yeah, talk that's a lot of laps. This is coming from the guy who <laughs> forgot he even ran the damn. It's race. fine. It's fine. Everything's <laughs> so listen. Yeah. Hey, so, so listen. You've dodged a bullet this far by not being on. Yeah. So thank you. Uh, right. Thank you for. For taking some time, I know you're getting ready for uh, for Johnny Junior's Sweet Sixteen uh, birthday yep, party. Yep. We're gonna head over there now and hang out with them for a little bit, and uh, yep. We're gonna see we're gonna see him next weekend when we uh, roast the fuck out of all the adult fast cart drivers. Yeah, I heard you're having uh, Mark Mark Service <laughs> on. Yeah, yeah Mark, he's a uh, yeah he's yep, uh, he I'm said, the one that actually uh, got him in the racing. Yeah, yep, yep. I'm the one that got him in the racing. He's he's brought back a lot of. Uh, a lot of enjoyment, man. That's what, you know, there was a couple of years there where, you know, it just wasn't that fun. And now we've got a decent, you know, we, I've got a good crew of guys now that just, then, you know, you got to have fun doing this. Yeah. You know, this year was, it was our worst year. I mean, we finished three races this year. We won a heat, won a feature, and then we ran fourth in the three hour. And that's the only three races I finished all year. So oh, wow. just because of motor problems, flat tires, just that or the other, but we still had a good time, had a blast, and we're going to, Hopefully, come back next year strong. And you know, I'm not sure about the new point system they got going. So, um, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I actually brought that up about doing the points per lap. But my plan was to use that as a bonus to do the system, mm-hmm. and then add the points per lap as a bonus. You know, to add to it to kind of. But they kind of took it the other way, and now we're point per lap. So. I got you. Well, listen, hey, yeah, I don't, so... I don't know how that's going to work out. Well, you know... It, well, it, and, and honestly, you can't... You have to be careful what you say on Facebook. Ben learned that lesson. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, what I should say is Ben learned that lesson again. Again. I mean, it's just, right? you know, it's... Yeah, so, well, listen, we know, we know, like I said, you got to get going, and we appreciate you coming on, and we're going to do a real interview at some point, and I'm sure there's yeah. a good chance I'll probably see you next weekend or something. I don't know. Whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, cool. It's cool because I got a lot of, you know, we've been around it for a long time. We got a lot to. Lot I want to hear some about, stories so. at some point. I want to. I want to talk about some oh, yeah. stuff that's happened. So, well, anyway, you have yourself a good night, and uh, and and we'll talk to you soon, brother. All right, sounds good. All Take right, care. Thank you. thank you, guys. Yeah, bye bye. So this is going to be a nightmare to edit. It's not just that. Um, it's so different from the way we usually record. I know. It's. I don't know if you've noticed. It's been a struggle for me to, to maintain like, to know when to say what like should talk about things in like the future or the past we can talk about whenever you want to refer to things that have happened but they haven't yet chronologically in the episode like i don't right yeah listen theater theater of the radio theater thing here 
It doesn't matter. It's also it's also important to remember it doesn't affect that many people because yeah, and everybody that knows us listen. that listen to this show. Yeah. They know that we do this shit all the yeah. time. That I do love that. I probably the dumbest question I've ever asked. Hilarious is on this show. Hilarious, and uh, I had to stop and say, "Wait!" And Pete handled it perfectly, like a like a fucking like champion, a pro, like a pro, like a pro, like uh, like. Halfway through the movie, Ricky Bobby, not I don't know what to do with my hands, Ricky Bobby. That's right. He was, he was. Uh, like a boss, he handled it. Yeah. Cougar in the car, yep. Ricky Bobby. Yeah. Cougar in the car, pet. That's right. Pet. Calm down, Karen. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, um, so let's just wrap it. Yeah. For the crossover, I'm Josh. Yeah, Be good. Be good. Bye-bye. <laughs>